Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. We want to greet each of you once again. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who is our strength and our redeemer. He has blessed us in many different capacities and many different angles. We give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, we pray the Lord is blessing you very, very well. Wherever this broadcast is finding you, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Check Your Foundations. Very important. Check your foundations. Everything in your life is built upon something. Every habit in your life is built upon something. Every custom, every tradition, everything you and I do, it is built upon something. And, and it is important for us to check the foundation. The Bible tells us to test everything. Let me check it out. Make sure that it's in line with what God said. Just because people have been doing it a long time, that doesn't mean that it's in line with, with the word of God. Just because people have been doing it a long time and a lot of people agree with it. That doesn't mean that it's right. So we want to check things out in accordance with the word of God. Now, this can be a painstaking process, and it can make you a lot of enemies because, you know, most people will just accept things that everybody else do as being uh, uh, okay. We're all, to a certain degree, products of our environment, products of our culture, products of, of um, you know, what we've seen, what we've grown up believing. But God wants us to understand that we are, first and foremost, as children of God, citizens of heaven. So you and I have to go through the process of being broken from whatever culture that we have been brought up in and being uh, introduced to the culture of heaven. There's a culture of heaven. There's a way that things are done in a heaven. There's a way that God wants things done uh, in heaven. Now, just because we're doing a thing a certain way in the United States, that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it in agreement with what God has said. We might be used to it. We went over earlier today how that when the book of the law was found in Nehemiah's day and was read aloud among the people, the people were weeping. Why? Because they had just kind of been doing whatever they thought was, whatever they thought was right. But when they found out what God's word said, they found out they had been doing a whole lot of stuff wrong. And that's the same thing that will happen to you and me, children of God. We do stuff, you know, this is how things are done in the U.S. or this is how things are done in our particular culture, our particular environment. But when we line it up or we put it beside the word of God and we see what, how God says things are, be, are to be done, then we oftentimes we will find a totally different story. So check your foundations, capital A, wrong foundations. Joshua uh, 626, 1 Kings 1634, capital B, God's solid foundation. We looked at um, 2 Timothy 2 and 19 and uh, Matthew 724, capital C, be careful how you build. 1 Corinthians 3 and 12, 1 Corinthians 8 and 1, capital D in our outline. The stone the builders rejected, Luke 20, 17, 1 Peter 2 and 7. And it brought us on down to the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. We looked earlier today at Nehemiah 8 and 10. We're going to look tonight at Psalms 126. And two. Psalms 
Psalms 126. And two. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. Once again, Psalms 126 and 2, our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Capital E in our outline, what? The joy of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again we pray. We thank you, Father, for the privilege, the honor to be able to come before you, to come into your presence, to worship you in spirit and truth. It is an honor, Father, that you have bestowed upon us, your little children, to be able to give you glory, to be able to give you honor, to be able to give you praise. Thank you, Father, for a mind that wants to praise you. Thank you, Father, for a heart that wants to study your word. Thank you, Father, for a will that wants to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We thank you today, Father, for being who you are, doing what you do. We thank you for not being, not dealing with us as our sins deserve. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, your kindness. As we study these ancient scriptures tonight, Father, may you open up your word in our hearts and our minds, that we may understand what your spirit has to say to your people. As you do these things for us, Father, we'll be very careful to continue giving your name all glory, all honor, and all praise. These and all other blessings we count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say, Amen. The joy of the Lord. As we look at Psalms 126, there are a number of psalms, about 15 of them, that are known as a song of ascents. Songs of ascents. Now, there are various um, explanations given as to what this ambiguous term means. Songs of Ascent. Some believe it is because this particular style of music starts out in a very low, low notes and then ends up with very high notes. It's going from the low to the high. Some believe it is because uh, the Jews uh, sung these type of songs when they were coming back from exile, when, when God had allowed them to be exiled. 
Some of them, some uh, theologians believe that these songs were, were sung to elevate the name of the Lord Jesus, that songs of accents. But uh, ascent means that something is going higher. So for you and I, children of God, these songs are apropos. Because you and I, children of God, we are going, come on somebody, higher. Oh, it doesn't always look like it. It doesn't always feel like it. It doesn't always, but we are going higher in the name of Jesus Christ. A song of ascent. The Bible says in verse 1, Psalms 1 and 26 and 1, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. Zion being the city of God, the city of God's people. We are seeing here, and we can infer correctly that the people of God had gone through some sort of catastrophe, some sort of calamity. Something had happened that caused their fortunes to go down. But the Bible says when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, when God restored the fortunes of his people, whether he was bringing them back from some punishment that he had inflicted upon them or he was bringing them back from some catastrophe that had happened to them the scripture says we were like those who dreamed our mouths were filled with laughter oh it's a beautiful thing when god bring you back see sometimes we don't appreciate just like we should what god has given us And so God will oftentimes allow us to go through a season of without that. Some of us have had to go through seasons of without job. We didn't appreciate it. We didn't work it just right when we had it. Some of us have had to go through seasons of without health. Some of us have had to go through seasons. John the Baptist's father had to go through a season of without talk. Because he, he, he wasn't talking just right when the angel came to visit. So you say, Apostle, what are you encouraging me, me us to do under the sound of your voice? You better appreciate what you have. You better thank God for what you have. Because the same way the Lord can give it. Somebody ought to finish that. The Lord can take it away. But we are at a place in Scripture where God was in the process of giving back. God was in the process of restoration. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that won't be many days when God will be restoring you. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. I'm hearing the writer say, look, you don't know what we've been through around here. But we are so glad that it's about over. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you, 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 <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can attest to that. No, 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 nobody knows your story quite like you and God. And there are some stories that we just thank God that that is over. Now, we may have to go through some things in the future, and we may have to experience some some other things, but we thank God that that is over. Somebody write that down. I'm going to have to preach that. We thank God that that is what? Over. Our mouths reflected 
Because the Bible lets us to know that out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. Our mouths were filled with laughter because there was a laughter in our hearts. And that laughter overflowed out of our mouths, our tongues, with songs of joy. See, you need to understand that whatever is in you, it's going to flow out of you. A lot of times you don't, you don't have to ask what's in rivers. Check the ocean. How is it a lot of time lights and plays and, and all kind of stuff end up in the ocean? Well, because rivers run into, rivers run into ocean. And what's in the river oftentimes will find its way into the ocean. Some companies have been fined and have had to cease and desist operation behind polluting rivers because what they were doing were not only polluting the rivers, but they were also polluting what? Oceans. Because what's in the, what they get in the river at to some degree is going to get down to the ocean. What's in your heart is at some point going to come up out of your mouth. Our tongues had songs of joy. Our tongues and our mouths were filled with laughter. Watch this. Then it was said among the nations. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? When you get your tongue just right. See, a lot of times God's got to withhold certain things from us because our tongue is not right. See, how many times have you run into a blessing and God told you, now look, don't you tell nobody. Or you tell somebody and you expect them to keep it in confidence and you come to find out that thing is all over town. Why? Your tongue won't just write. God, there are some things that God has for us when our tongues get right. Because you do understand that the power of life and death is in the tongue. There are some visions that God won't show some of us because God said you'll kill it with your tongue before it ever gets off the ground. There are some things, God, that I'm just, I'm just going to withhold from you. I ain't going to let you see. I'm not even going to let you get a chance to speak on that. This is why John the Baptist's father had to be shut up. We see here in our scriptures, mouths and tongues had the right things on them. Mouths were filled with what? Laughter. Tongues were filled up with Songs of joy. And the Bible says, then it was said among the nations. See, you need to understand that the right thing coming up out of your mouth is a testimony to nations. It's a testimony to, to groups of people that you may never even see, that you may never even know when the right thing get on your mouth. God didn't give me this broadcast uh, 15 years ago. He didn't give me this broadcast uh, 25 years ago. He gave it at the appointed time. God says that when the right things were coming off your what? Mouth. Then it was said, God said, then when, when, when I discerned and I, I saw that the right stuff was coming out of your mouth, God says, then it was said among the nations. God said, now, now I'm getting ready to take your blessings international. I'm getting ready to take your blessings to other nations when the right thing is coming up. long as your mouth is filled up with murmuring, long as your mouth is filled up with complaints, long as your mouth is filled up with doubt, long as it, God said, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, uh, spread that to the nations, but there was a there was a godly laughter. There was a godly songs of joy that were flowing from the people, and God brought His people to the place where the nations were now able to bear witness. 
my prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that nations will be able to bear witness to the goodness of God in your life. Bible says, then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. We want to position ourselves before God that when folk hear us and when folk see us and when folk get a real, real good look at our life, only thing they can be whispering in their corners is God just doing some great things for them people. God, God is doing some. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how. I don't know what, but God is doing some great. Look at what the Bible says. Now, we're not, we're not preaching out the Quran up here. We're preaching right out the same Bible you already have. The Lord has done great things for them. That's what we want said about us, children of God. Not that by our might or by our power, but we want it done by his spirit, saith the Lord. The Lord has done, the nations have been watching. You say, you say, Apostle, what, what you driving at? You need to understand, child of God, that you and I are being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Scripture says in Hebrew, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and run with patience the race that has been marked out for us. A whole bunch of folk is watching us. Oh, I got sense enough to know on this broadcast, a whole bunch of folk is watching, watching me. As children of God, we got to keep in mind that a whole bunch of entities, a whole bunch of beings are watching us. God is watching everything. Got angels watching. Demons looking at you. The devil is looking at you. That's what folk is watching. Nations. When we get the right thing on our mouth, as a country, the United States, as a world leader, when we get the right thing back on our mouths right here, because you got a lot of you got a lot of people in this country that want to try to get God out of the picture, get God off the mouth, get God, get the name of Jesus off TV and off out of movies, get the name of Jesus. See, see, all that kind of stuff, because the same way God can have the nations looking at you and say that the Lord has has done great things for you, God can have nations looking at you and saying that, that you have become a byword. In other words, look at, look at how God had to destroy them people. Can you imagine what was being said about Sodom and Gomorrah to people that looked and saw the smoke and knew where that was coming from? Somebody, somebody sat back in their tent and said, I knew God was going to tear that mess up. Well, what happened? You see all that smoke down there? Yeah, what, what is that? That's Sodom and Gomorrah. God done rained down fire and burned itself up. I knew. Some righteous folk were saying, I knew God was going to tear that mess up. God wasn't going to let that mess keep right on going. He showed daddy. I knew it. God had showed me a long time ago. He was going to tear that place up. Now look at it. You can become a byword, too. We want to position ourselves so that when the nations look at us, they just... They are saying God has done great things, not God has 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 uh, has has done great destruction to him. Then the psalmist makes this thing personal in verse three. See, because watch this now. Thank you, Father. God, God is dealing with me on this right now, because verse two was talking about how the nations would see the great things. That God is doing for you. Right? Remember, the nations would be saying what? The Lord has done great things for who? For them. But now, God is making this thing personal. And see, this is where we want to get to the point. Because if you don't get to this point right here, you can have folk. And this is where we are as a country now. I'm trying to tell you something. We are to a place as a country 
where other nations is looking at us and seeing how blessed we are. But the tragic thing is that many of us here don't see how blessed we are. The verse 2 talked about how the nations were saying the Lord has done great things for them. In other words, the nations were seeing how blessed God's people were and, and how, how, how much God was doing for them. But verse 3 is what we need a revelation of in this United States. And when you get this revelation here, right here, to shut up a whole lot of your complaining, to shut up a whole lot of your murmuring, a whole lot of your protests, and, and, and hell no, we won't go. A lot of that stuff will cease and desist. When you get to the point in verse 3 where the psalmist said, look, the Lord has done great things for us. The psalmist said, look, it's not just the nations that recognize that God is blessing us. Some of, you, some of you all in the United States, you don't even realize how blessed you are. Some of us right here in this country, we don't even realize. Well, I've been in countries where thousands of people are standing outside the embassy in 100-degree temperature, have lined up 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, they're spending hard-earned money to go in and maybe four people get a visa to this country. And you over here complaining, you over here murmuring. Thousands of people, people lined all up, trying dressed all up, trying to make a good impression on the, on the embassy officials. Not just one country. I've been in many countries like this. Folk just, just to get, folk get a visa to the United States. I've been in countries, folk, the whole family celebrate. Some of you all over here murmuring and complaining, got your mouth poked out. Don't like what? What is it you don't like? 24-hour lights? What is it you don't like? Decent roads to drive on? What exactly is it you don't like? Clean drinking water you can drink? I know this don't sound like much to a whole lot of you, especially that ain't been nowhere, but there's a whole lot of places in this world where folk ain't even close to that. The psalmist said, look, I, I got a revelation now. The Lord has what? Done great things for us. I'm I'm in I'm in line. I mean I'm 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 one in spirit with the psalmist. He said it thousands of years ago. I'm saying it right here today to the United States. Listen to me. The Lord has done great things for us. And we don't need to piss him off. We don't need to upset him. We don't need to evoke his wrath to where he stopped doing great. Because God said, look, I can do great things for you, or I can do great things against you. Keep right on acting crazy now. Keep right on being unthankful. Keep right on being unappreciative. God worked, listen, God worked a miracle in bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, and God worked a miracle in killing all of them over 20 years old that served in the army right in the, in the wilderness. So there's two miracles, two miracles. Which, the question you got to ask yourself is which one is a miracle? See, you need to understand that hell is just as much a miracle as heaven. We in, we in a place where it's fire and burning sulfur and the fire don't never go out? You mean tell me a place where folk can't never die? Where skin worms don't never die? Even you get some maggots. We had some maggots. Right? They, they die or they do, they'll die. You mean tell me skin, these skin worms in this place called hell don't never die? Hell is just as much. God said, Robert, tell them. Hell is just as much a miracle as heaven. question is which one you want now which which kind of miracle from god you want which kind of miracle from god you want now come on let's close this message but realize that the lord has done great things for us and we want to maintain that 
See, some of you all understand my voice. You can't, you can't stay in good shape. You can't because you won't maintain nothing. You do it here a little bit here, and then you want to stop as soon as it get uncomfortable, or you do a little bit there, but then and all, you come up with some excuse. You got to maintain. Getting something and maintaining something are two different things. There's a way to get blessed, and then there's a way to maintain your blessing. We need both. We need both. Restore. Watch this now. We're going we're gonna to close out. Listen to what the, the psalmist writes. He says, restore our fortunes, Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Now, we want to deal a little bit with the streams in the, in the Negev. Because that, that this is the this is the imagery that we are getting. The, the, the psalmist is saying is asking God restore our fortunes like the streams in the Negev. Now the streams in the Negev, the, the Hebrew word for inheritance is nachala. Hebrew word for inheritance is in, in uh, uh, nachala, and it's the same root word as the Hebrew word for stream, same root word. Now, the Negev, you need to understand that the Negev was the desert and semi-desert region of southern Israel. It was a desert, real, real desert-like place. And what these streams would do in the Negev is in the midst of all this desert, they would bring what? Life. Now, remember, we talked earlier about how these were some people that had gone through something. This psalm was written by some, some Israelites that had gone through something. And they were at, they had gone through some, some, some rough times. But they wanted God to restore their fortunes the same way the streams in the Negev re restore the Negev. Now, Negev, you need to understand what Negev means. Go on and get this down. It's the Hebrew root word meaning dry, dry place, dry place. We need God because, see, we got some dry places that need watering, that need restoration. Negev is also used to refer to the direction of south. Now, remember that, that, that the Negev was the south-southern region of Israel. So just like streams renew a desert, the writer wants God to renew our fortunes. Streams renew a desert. Our fortunes, our our blessings renew us. Oh, ain't nothing quite like getting that check in the mail. One, it's one way when we get a great big bill in the mail that normally we respond. It's another way that we normally respond when we get a, a, a credit, a great big check. You mess around and let your mortgage company tell you, oh, um, Mr. Mr. Smith, you have overpaid in the amount of $2,000 back in uh, um, uh, 1997, and we are sending you this check. Uh, oh, what in the world? Somebody going out to dinner tonight. Somebody gonna get some new clothes tonight. It's going to, why? Because that that we, we've been restored. We've got back something that had been gone from us. 
And this is what streams do to the nigga here. Renew our fortunes, O oh Lord, like the streams in the nigga. Those who sow in tears. Remember, the people have been through something. And somebody had been doing some crying. Somebody had been doing some, some wailing and some weeping. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Now, here's what you want to keep in mind, children of God. Keep this in mind. That a lot of times the worst thing that you've been through will bring about the greatest blessing that God has for you. Remember that Jesus, even though he was the son of God, he learned obedience by what he suffered. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. He went through all of that messy business on the cross. Why? For a great, great blessing for those that he loved. Us. I think we preached a sermon here some time ago, or it was in my spirit to share with you all. You've you got to go through something to get to something. You've got to go through something. And we don't want to go through nothing, many of us. We don't want to go through nothing. Most of the great, great blessings of God are on the other side of some great, great trial from God, some great, great test. Sure, we know that Job was blessed. The story opens up talking about in the land of us, there was a man called Job, you know, righteous and upright, perfect and upright man, feared God and Shandib. story opens up letting us know that Job was blessed. But in order to get to the next level of blessing, he had to go through some very, very messy business. And I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, because some of you are going through some very, very messy business. It's because what God wants to do is he wants to prepare you for your next level of blessing. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get ready to close. Those who sow in tears, messy business, will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy. Now, most of us want joy. Oh, we want joy. Oh, we want joy. God is showing you what the joy is a is 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 something that is reaped. Well, for everything that is reaped, something must be sowed. Most of us want to reap abundantly. You ain't trying to listen to me out there. You know who you are. You ain't going around trying to get the lowest paying job. You ain't doing that. You ain't going to school and taking classes and doing all kind of things because you want the lowest paying job. You, if given, if given a choice, most of us, if we say, all right, we're going to give you one job, we're going to pay you $5 an hour, or we give you the same job, and we're going to pay you $100,000 a year, which one are you going to take? Most of us, with any sense, is going to take the higher paying job. So most of us understand the concept of reaping very, very good. The problem is some of us get confused when it comes down to sowing. And you need to understand that when you're playing with your sowing, you are, you are killing, your own, you're killing your own harvest. You are killing your own harvest. Because if you don't sow right, you're going to reap wrong. You're you, you, you killing your own harvest. So then when God have to take or God have to allow uh, 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 lack or don't be surprised now. Remember how you were sowing? 
Most of you under the sound of my voice, if you saw a farmer that in time in time for sowing, he didn't want to put but five seeds in the ground. He knew he wanted an abundant harvest, but he didn't want to put but five seeds in the ground. And then when it comes time for reaping, he go out there and see five little plants, and he upset. What you upset about? That's what you sowed. God used the kingdom of God as, as kind of like a testing ground. It's a testing ground. God's sitting back looking, how are you doing with the kingdom? That's why one of the reasons God gave us the, the, the name for this ministry, the Christian Center. That means Christ at the center. Everything else, let that be the offshoot. offshoot. But Christ at the center, the Christian center. Christ at the center. Oh, Lord, we thank you for, for jobs, but you at the center. Lord, we thank you for houses, but you at the center. We thank you for cars, but you at the center. We thank you for clothes, but you at the center. Oh, we thank you for sports and being able to, uh-huh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but you at the center. What are we talking about? Checking your foundation. We want Christ to be our, on Christ the, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I couldn't have done this on my own here. On Christ the solid rock. I stand. Christ at the center. Christ at the foundation. Christ. Everything else just we So understand that in order for you to carry some seed to sow, you got to do some weeping. You got to do some weeping. I'm going to do some weeping. In order to reap with these songs of joy, you have to sow with some tears. There's your seed, your tears. Stop looking at your tears as, you know, your tears, your, every tear that you have shed, child of God. Mm, some of us have shed tears for loved ones. Some of us have shared tears in relationships. Some of us have shared tears, you know, with different things and going on. Every tear that you have shed is a seed to bring about a song of joy. To bring about a harvest of joy in your life. Stop looking at your see as your tears as, oh, you know that that was a terrible, terrible situation. No, that's going. I'm, I'm going. I got me a harvest coming with this tear. This tear here. This hurt. This disappointment. This this uh, this discouragement. This. Oh, this here. This here is seeds. These are seeds, Lord. Can't I can't even tell nobody what I'm crying about. I can't even tell nobody what. But I got. I know that there's seeds for my harvest. Well, it's a foundation. We're still talking about checking your foundation. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. It's a foundation. Your tears, child of God, my tears are a foundation. They are a foundation. For a future harvest of joy. The Lord bless you, children of God. Heaven continue to smile on you. Those that didn't get a chance to make your contributions and your donations on Sunday, uh, go ahead on and get them on in. Uh, God will still accept them. The Lord continue to bless you and heaven smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk shoe spreecast youtube and itunes finding me 6 p.m daily on talk shoe call 724-444-7444 and try d17959 on spreecast type in robert bryan on youtube and the christians Aaron church channel 
You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talk Shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 